Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast, the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight, guys, we're hitting up that Outsiders for the season finale, episode 13. And oh, what a finale it was. Man, was it something different. There was a a lot of high moments that I enjoyed in this. Yeah, I will say that it was uh, was quite different. You You know what I feel like? I feel like that this episode, they tried to put so much into it that it actually hurt part of the continuity of some of this because, man, it flew and left things hanging and you never got answers on a lot of stuff. And so I do have a little bit of grumbling, but believe it or not, I was actually kind of really impressed with some of the things they decided to do. You know, not everything. There were some questions and some plot holes, but there were some intrigue and it was not a stereotypical ending to a season. That's what I want to say I finished with. No, this was one of my favorite endings of a TV show or of a season that I've ever experienced. I had goosebumps for 10 minutes afterwards, and I cannot wait to see how the season starts up in next year. Yeah, really, it could go anywhere next season. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, when we start out, you know, the the whole deal, of course – of course, last episode, you and I debated about, well, you know, is Asa dead or not? And, of course, you were dead wrong, as I gratefully predicted. And well, I mean, I think everyone predicted. I think I was off on an island by myself. Not that I wanted Asa gone or anything. I just didn't see how they were going to make it functional in my head. And no. they still didn't. Oh, that, it, no, was so, I mean, it was so obvious. It was obvious and everything, but just how they progressed. And I just didn't see a way for him to be come back alive and it makes sense and him still being alive makes no sense uh, i'm gonna have to disagree man i just i think it was all about like he, he said still, it was a way to get out, a way to get off the mountain he was ditching the crew he stayed on the mountain he shot big foster yeah well, all I, I that mean, was, was after come on but man. i mean like it all went back to him doing that exact thing there was no reason to fake kill asa there was. He was going to leave, but of course the show wrote it okay. in where he was. You know, he hadn't left yet, which was convenient. But even if he, even if the end goal was to leave, none of them were going to chase him or leave the mountain to go chase him down. Like no one would have been in danger had he just left the mountain. That there was no reason um, to fake kill Asa. Ryan Hurst's character, Little Foster, said, "You're not going to get anywhere. There's a guy within two stones throw away. Any direction you go, they're going to no. find you." He, if he would have just, no one else gets down that Asa as fast as Asa, except for Hassel, and Hassel wasn't going to be chasing him down. <laughs> yeah. he, he was tied up. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, okay. All right. So. I mean, I'm a little salty. I lost a bottle of rum on the bet, so... Yeah, you did. Yeah. I mean, did. there's a lot of things negative for me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, down in the city, folks, let's, we'll move on from this little scenario here. We got, you know, we got Stash and his situation. They can't get enough people. He has to give up, you know, coal miner chick. He gets served with, a, you know, a civil suit and all this, you know. I was kind of really hoping Stash would backhand this lawyer, you know. Well, do you feel like Stash had a lot of power? It looked like everyone was kind of mumbling around him, not giving him the respect that I feel like he's come to deserve. Can you blame them? I mean, just because you've all of a sudden become assertive doesn't necessarily mean that you've immediately gained respect. A lot of these people don't know of Stash's history. I mean, a lot of them were brought in and everything. So, I mean, there, there was only six people in the town sheriff department yeah. well you know it, it, it it's waver you could see it either way but 
Anyway, long story short, we have this kind of unique scene where we have the coal miner chick there at the playground, you know, and basically puts the ultimatum of, you need me, we're working on the same goal, the only way you can accomplish yours is with my help, and it helps me, and I was not expecting him to give into this. I was expecting him to tell her to take a hike again. Oh, he didn't have a choice. I mean, it was the oldest trick in the book, the I have all the power, you're pretty much just going to come to my way, you might as well benefit from it. And I was okay with it. I don't know. Part of me wanted him to take his sandwich and throw it at her. I want to see a piece of roast beef hanging off her eyebrow <laughs> or something of that nature. But, you know, of course he doesn't. Like you said, we get new officers come in, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, he couldn't risk going up that mountain with six people. No, 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 no. And, you know, and rightfully so. And he's commanding the troops. And I think I think Thomas Wright, you know, Stash is doing a good job. You know, I, I liked, you know, when he was command. It's almost like, you know, he had a swagger about him, but, like, it wasn't 100% confident in his swagger, you know. Yeah. He kept talking about how we're going to go up there and apprehend our man and we're not going to fire back or fire upon and you know i, I kind of felt like it was on purpose not to look as confident and not to look as sure-footed and i think that's what it was portrayed and it was done very well i can see that and i honestly i can live with that i could, I could too you know i and, mean he's done such a great job acting and maybe he just doesn't completely have it because he is still coming off of withdrawal from all that oxycontin yeah that he was very taking. true very 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 true and so on so, you know, they make their making their trip up the mountain. There's some real cool aerial shots. I was kind of surprised with the amount of guys that were in these vehicles. There was only five cars coming. So they they unloaded out of them cars, though. Well, know. I mean, I think they were at four deep, so we had anywhere from 16 to 18 people, I would say. That's what I kind of got out of that situation. Because you had to leave one for Asa and then any other people. Okay, and I know we've harped about this before, but my man Stash goes, at any time this could take us anywhere between eight and ten hours to get up the mountain. Is that what he said out of his mouth? Uh, roughly so, because, I mean, they shortchanged it with, like, four, I think, at the beginning. Yeah, and, then, and of course, he did say, now, we're we're gonna st- we're not staying on the trails. We're going to go unseen, which I guess could yeah. definitely add some time. Da, da, da. But, man, it has been a whirlwind of different explanations and different time lengths to get up this mountain. And, well, and not only that, how was the police group, how did they get lost with the satellite GPS, the maps and everything, but Keith... This, uh, James and the other guy, they go up no problem. I, I'm with you there. I mean, th- I think the whole satellite thing was just to kind of show you the mountain has its power. Yeah, and you all know, give us a little comedy. I get that. I really, really do. You know, um, and then, of course, the other thing is, Keith, you know, they could have been following the trail, you know, so if there was a designated trail and they're not, so it does give it some plausibility, but I'm sorry. You know, nothing against Keith and his character, Jake, you know, but he was carrying gallons of kerosene of a mountain these guys walk 10 miles i mean i'm 10 You're hours through everything i'm gonna go ahead and say jake murphy's character love you keith gregory by all means you know i'm plump guy cash plump guy <laughs> you would have been another casualty of the mountain you, you wouldn't have made it to the burn site i'm just no. gonna put it out there they would have been you know uh the other characters have been carrying you off you know you just rolling you down yeah it'd been you, a lot easier you you would have done an ace of roll down the hill you know and that would have been your best chance to get to the bottom of the hill um <laughs> so, now as they were climbing up the one guy stumbled did you think a bear trap was coming again i almost thought there'd been like a spear or spike in the ground and we were going to be impaled and everybody like Ooh! oh i was you like know? man down man <laughs> yeah, down man down 
what? You know, and just, you know, I feel like a World War II. You know, only thing missing is Tom Hanks and the bullets flying, you know. Um, I just, yeah, I, I really thought that we might have had another trap or something. I thought that was something crazy. But I will tell you, right after that scene, them finding Sally Ann, this was a total heartbreaker for me. Well, I mean, just not even a heartbreaker, just I didn't see it coming. I didn't either. Like, I, I really mean, we expected she, her to be with him. Yeah, we thought she was still up on the mountain, went with everybody else, because I just didn't see her leaving in pitch black of night, and she did. You know, you know, I hate to say that this, you know what this episode proved that love does not last on the mountain because there is no one who loved each other has made it. Asa and Lil Foster? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little bromance? Yeah, a little, little bromance. I, th- I think that's our best uh, shot at love. I don't mean, I'm telling you, like, I was, I mean, like, these, these Sassel, you know, these ships, all this stuff like that, you, you, they have to be heartbroken. Oh, devastated. Yeah. You know, I mean, we didn't need a bear trap. We didn't need a spear. That right there was enough. Just her crying by the tree and realizing that they ditched each other. Cupid hasn't. Cupid got lost up on the yeah, mountain. The, Cupid, the mountain ran Cupid off. There's there, <laughs> there no doubt. And so that was Well, I mean, tough. speaking of lost love, how about Big Foster pouring out his heart and actually having one to Gwen? Um, yeah. Not um, not your favorite scene? No, well, no. I mean, I will tell you, I did like how the writers set up him figuring out Foxglove. I really did like that. You know, we had an amazing interview with, um, you know, Tina Allen, you know, who Shern. plays Shern, and talked about that intensity of the scene and how they went about it and how they prepped for it. And wow, it's a, it's a, just another fantastic interview we've got. Um, and I, I would like to say, I might rather eat foxglove than what they actually made her eat. Yes, really. You have to listen to hear what they put in their mouth. But <laughs> anyway, you know, I really like how he figured it out. And then he goes down there and, you know, he goes and confesses, you know, like, I loved you, and da-da-da, and then they get into this huge fight scene, and, and I was just kind of like, wow, you know. Um, and brutal. I mean, throwing her through the door and over the stuff and like that. Kudos to the stunt actress. Oh, man. Yeah. Brutal, brutal scene on her part. And then, but he also was talking about how Lady Ray, I don't know necessarily abused him or anything, but didn't make him want to love or feel very loved growing up. And, I mean, maybe that's what's kind of turned him into the monster that he is now. Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely a creation of, you know, of of his raising between the old man and, you know, like she said, you know, to keep the old man at bay, she had to, you know, defend herself and children and like that. Like she had that little gun and stuff. So there's definitely, he is a product of his raising. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we'll get a little delve into the history next season. Yeah, there's no, no, no doubt there. Um you know, since we're talking about the mountain folks, you know, and, and you know, we, we, of course, Stash and his group are almost up to the top, you know, their whole dilemma, this is where some of the continuity failed for me, you know, um, and I did notice that in this episode, we didn't get a lot of these sweeping shots and we didn't get a lot of those really cool lighting effects and different things. You know, it was a lot less of letting the camera work the magic. It was, like what I say, it goes back to that whole, they're trying to get so much information into the episode. That um, you know, some of the things I was missing because we were just we were you realize the pace was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was boom, boom, boom. But boom I think boom. part of that was also they created these fantastic set pieces, like all those uh, wood creatures, like that deer. Oh yeah, that thing was incredible. massive, incredible. You know, um, and I think they were trying to let that show the beauty and just like the craftsmanship and kind of the darkness of what was about to come versus yeah. trying to show the beauty of the mountain and everything. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you that. There, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, so as we said before, you know, 
Big Foster and his goons, you know, uh, Ed Heavey and Ted and all them. Which are, Ed Heavey, he, he got a nice little push out of the chair. You know, yeah, y'all sitting Heavey. here playing hearts. I yeah. should stab each and last one of you in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, and so they go, and of course they are, they're searching for your your escapees, the the rest of the clan, the group, and then Hassel has this moment where they're all talking, and all they have between them is a knife, a couple sticks, hatchet, and one gun that doesn't work, <laughs> and they come to the decision that they're going to bum rush Big Foster and his group, and um, this plan this th- plan already seems like a recipe for disaster from the get go. Um, wasn't a big fan of the, the plan. And so I was hoping there was going to be a twist and it, it started with a twist. You saw Hassel just walk up right when they were talking to Craig, right before they kill Craig again. And again, yeah. my heart sunk. Oh, and I mean, Mark was not lying when he said that this was not the last time a gun was going to be pointed at him because I think that gun stayed glued to his face. Yes. Um, that, he's kind of got used to looking at a barrel most yeah. of the last two episodes, but um, and so Hassel shows up, which I thought was kind of unique. Is a little too convenient for me, but I mean, well, with, at the pace now, that we were at. Every time that we've had a major character or somewhat major character almost die, something pops up to distract it and stop it. It's either and a It's always the raid, person they're looking for. Right. It's always something. And unfortunately, they did that a lot this latter half of the season. And so that is kind of a negative. They but I mean, to- the pace that we changed from, because it was very slow the first six episodes. Well, I mean, I'm going to say Not very slow, slow. But it was a lot of setup. Yes. And then we went to a full sprint these last three episodes. Right. And right. And so like you said, convenient again that he shows up right before he kills Craig, which I'm happy he did. But like you said, that's like the fifth or sixth time mm-hmm. the convenience saved somebody's life. And then, so he takes him, he goes over there. And I don't know if you, I was watching the scene. I was like, okay, what are these people going to do when these people have assault rifles and machine guns and stuff? You know, and you could kind of tell the surroundings were not right, you know? And all of a sudden they started to bum rush. And I mean, sadly, this is a sad bum rush to me. Yes. Very sad. And I mean, they're coming at him with sticks. I was surprised that, you know, Ed and all them just didn't unload on a few of them. I mean, it was really kind of like. Well, I don't think they want to be part of a me- Ken massacre. A Ken massacre? Yeah. <laughs> but the main problem I had with was Hassel was like 70 yards away with the knife and tries to make a charge. He, he couldn't have found Lord Big Foster a little bit closer to the tree or something. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, realistically, Foster could have I mean, lowered like his gun and seconds. put 70 rounds in yeah, before I mean, he got 10 feet. You know? I mean, he could have just checked, you know, checked the ammo. Okay, I got enough, you know. Look down the barrel, make sure it was clean, put yeah, it in really. there, cocked it, and had oh, yeah. three more seconds. Yeah, he could have holstered it and pulled it back out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I really was kind of. And then he tri- think... did he trip before he got to him? Well, or... he got tripped, you know, like in the, in the assault, and so that yeah. that right there, it just didn't it didn't play out well on the screen for me. No. You know, I'm willing to bet that it might have looked a lot different, you know, with some different shots, but maybe editing just kind of confused it a little bit. I mean, even like when we talked to, you know, Tina's character who plays Shern, you know, um, she talked about how in the scene that, you know, she was coming at him with a hatchet and different things, and I didn't hardly see any of this. You know, and I think, like, I, like again, I keep harping on is that I think there's some we're busting through information as much as we can, as fast as we can, and we miss some of those finer details that might have made that, that ambush a little bit stronger. But I really did love how they all rallied around Hassel and everything and was okay to, you know, let's make this a last stand and not... Yeah, I mean, even he said, you know they're going to shoot you and you're going to die. And yeah. he's like, I'm okay with that. 
you know? And so that seemed more plausible and understanding that you realized technically you're probably not going to survive this. Even if you stab him with your knife or get him, he, you're going to get shot to pieces. Unfortunately, I didn't feel that tension when Big Foster had them all lined up and getting naked and everything. I was like, I don't. Why I were we naked? I don't. This know. was something else that completely puzzled me. Was this just to embarrass them? I think it was to embarrass them and just to double check that them? there was no weapons or anything. I don't know. I just... But I mean, I would much rather. I mean, I think my first rule of fighting is to just get naked. You know, I mean, no one wants to attack a naked person. <laughs> and so I, I would have already been halfway there. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you that. Not but... saying it can be shown on screen, but. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's appropriate for children. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, like I said, again, I mean, yeah, maybe he was trying to demean them, shame them, you know, and, you know, it just absolutely embarrassed. Shame, show power, and just let yeah. everyone know where they are on the totem pole. Um you know, and like you said, you didn't feel like anybody was at the threat of dying or whatever. Not until Shern threw a curveball at us right there. Yeah, you know, I mean, having her little her little baggie with goodies in there, which is evidently foxglove, in which you know she gave us those details. Um, how about the whole throwing up and everything? I was like, oh man, was it nasty? Yep, I mean, it they were so nasty. chunky. Ugh, but you know, that part right there and him. How, how good a job did David Morris do when he looks at that bag? Shock. And it was just like, oh. I mean, he didn't have to say a word. And I knew immediately what was going through his mind when he looked at that bag as, you know, Fox Club. And I was just like, that right there is a sign of good writing, good directing, and so great on. Great acting. And great acting that you've, you've seen it without even having to hear it, don't have to tell it, don't have to regurgitate it. You just know. Yep. And I, that, I really, really appreciated that moment. The part I didn't appreciate is is that he just walks away. I mean, what are these people supposed to do? Just sit there on their knees naked and let the croup just sit there? I mean, no instructions, no nothing. You know, and then guess what? The next time we see the scene, they're gone. Everybody's, you know, a different place. Well, I mean, even when he has given an instruction, it hasn't been followed to the T exactly. So... I wasn't too worried about that part. I, I mean, I knew he was going to go talk to Gwen and everything after he sorted this out. I knew that, but, you know, I hate when people leave things undone. My wife was sitting there looking at me going, so about the people you just walked away from back there? Uh, you were planning on either shaming them, shooting them, keeping them naked, or what? You know, and so. Okay, okay. I, I'll I mean, that's that coming you. from my, you know, my wife's point of view, you know, and she's not nearly as detail-oriented. And she was complaining about this, like, you know, <laughs> hey, you missed the scene. Finish it, you know. Come to a conclusion, you know. And so, I, I don't know. Now, and then this is the first time we start seeing, you know, characters that are gone but are walking around the mountain, you know. Not the first time, but, like, this no. is the first time we see Elon, you know, going well, on I the mean, trees. Well, I mean, yeah, let's just go ahead. First off, do you think David Morrissey's dead? Do you think Big Foster's dead? Oh, you're going you're gonna to hit me with that right now? I mean, you're saying we're seeing the characters walk around and everything, so... Yeah. Uh, do we want to jump into I'm, Howie? I'm, I'm, I want to wait to the okay. end. Of that. I gotta wait on that. All right. So he's leaving there, and he sees Elon. He's running to tree to tree to find him, and so on. You know, and then he goes back, and like you said, we had that major intense scene where he, you know, confronts Gwen, and they get into the whole, you know, fantastic battle, battle yeah. royale, um, which was fantastic, like you said. You know, and then it's just back we to see, the. Well, is, is it Ophelia? Is that the little girl's name? I know I've saw on the message boards. That sounds right. That sounds right. And so do you think that she's alive? There's a lot of talk on the boards that now no. from Outsiders Frenzy and Feral Territory. No, I, you, you don't know, think that's I'll, her? I'll explain that why. You don't think that's her lost child in Aces? 
Um, I don't know about I feel that. Like she's got to. Like, they say that this is like a, she's a ghost and she's the lost child between Asa and Gwen. I could see that. I mean, I could go with that. But you see, I think she's got to be alive because she grabbed those keys and she grabbed the little talisman from Big Foster. I, I, you could see the the physical part of that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You you definitely could cross that bridge. My opinion is is that, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't want it to be a situation where Elon is alive physically. I think he's dead. And so if he's alive, if he's not, and he's a spirit, you know, I, th- I think Elon is a spirit, and so on. Then I think the girl is as well. I think she's alive. So and then that's, you can see it. That's that's my vote on that. I just don't. It makes more sense to me that way. Is that you know that's the reason she doesn't speak. That's the reason that because she's never learned to speak. It's like you say, it was yeah. the, you know the you know, the baby child that didn't make it or whatever. And so that makes more sense to me that that's the reason that is, and it makes that whole mysticism or not mysticism, but you know the spiritual world and how the power of the mountain makes it more believable to me that if she is just a of the spirit. But her grabbing the keys, that, that was too much for me to believe that she's spirit. Once that, you're messing with the physical world. I'm with you there. That's the one thing that kind of throws my opinion in a wrench in the you know in the pool there, um, but I just still feel it's stronger the other way, in my opinion. No, and I mean I can easily see her being of the spirit world and everything, but like for me, like that one was just too strong for me. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So Gwen and uh, Little Foster, and of course Asa. We, we, Gwen figures out he's still alive. You know, um, they, they, we meet down. And of course, like you just said, why is Asa still here? The, if the whole deal was to get him off the mountain safely, why is he still hanging out? You know, of course, he says, well, sentimental value, you know, da 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 da. You know, the bottom line is, is that. I didn't like this storyline at all. I wasn't a fan either. I'd rather him turn around and say, I just can't leave. I've, I can't leave these things unfinished. I love my people too much for me just to walk away again. I'll just go down there and commit suicide, or you know something. I'd preferred a storyline that went that direction instead of, well, I'm gonna go to Tibet. I would have loved a storyline where he just killed Big Foster in the last episode, <laughs> or he just left and we never saw him again. Let like, the rock do the work. Yeah, because he found the right rock. People, I'm sticking with it. He found the right rock. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, know. I. I I can't talk about this. I'll, I'll let you do the majority of it, just because. Uh, I know, and we can we can pa- pass the you know the bump and ugly of that, and we get to the point basically where he's like, you know, hey, your people need you. You're the return. You're supposed to be, you know, this. She's throwing this at him in a weird way. Yeah, it's you like, know, she's just. I hate to say it, she's working him. You know. Oh, one hundred percent. The only thing missing was the strings in her puppet, you know, hand. Um, I didn't like that. Yeah. I, She's playing very dirty, and I can't understand why. At first, I didn't get that inclination, but then later, after she... Well, cor- I mean, after she... After she cors- cor- yeah, of course, I mean, killing Big Foster. And he, that was quick. He, he didn't waste any time. Completely unexpected for that's the way to go out. He was just like, hey. And it's like, no, you're a figment of my imagination. Nope. Nope. Bang. You know, and, you know, down goes, you know, down hey, goes fear the Frazier, walking dead. You know? C- catch a note. Yeah, really. And, uh... And so, and then he comes back, and they've her counter, da, 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 and he, she's like, chain him up, box him. You know, I was like, you can't leave what? this mountain. What is this heifer doing? You know, I was so <laughs> mad. 
throw was, some language at I'm her. I'm not gonna lie to you. My wife was cussing. Like, what is she doing? She just he just killed your problem. And, and I mean, now he initially said it too. Now, were you confused that she became power? Because I kind of thought little Foster was. I I didn't understand the hierarchy. Well, no, it's just like his dad. When the dad died, the wife okay. became the Brennan. And so, since they were married. She became the Brennan immediately. As soon as somebody said the Brennan's dead, she became power. Were you okay with how quickly they were okay with Gwen being the Brennan? I guess technically, yes. I mean, so not- it didn't bother me because it was a high tense situation, and somebody did go over there and go, "Hey, I shook him. He's dead." Yeah, you know, well, Ed's over there looking like a fool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." He the- was right here. Yeah, we had him. We had him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was okay with that. Again, just fast-paced, running through that stuff so fast. And, you know. But like you said, she got him arrested and thrown in the cage as the police are looking for him. Yeah, I mean, everything, like I said, was wham, 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 wham. And, you know, but I will say I did appreciate the whole showing her uncertainty on what to do, how to do, and, you well, know, thinking and trying to make a decision when everybody's looking at her for answers and clues. Well, also... Asa accidentally has now made her the prime suspect in the murder of Brees because he said our leader is the one that killed him. Now, he said that while Big Foster was the Brennan, and that's why Stash was like, I need to see Asa and your leader. Yeah. So to Stash, she killed Brees and is the prime suspect. I don't think I'll even get to that point. I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, at this point, no. No, I mean, I'm just like, I don't even think that's going to become an issue for the show. I think it's going to be more, it's going to be more of drawing the lines of one side versus the other, not so much just a singular murder being it. I think oh, I mean, definitely, but I, I mean, this Brees's is something they had murder, in their back pocket. Yeah, I hear you. I think Brees' murder was just a motivating force to get up the mountain to create this situation, and it was well done. Um but from this point forward, I think it's going to be a different type of motivation, considering now you see the numbers and the... Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to right, that. Right, you know, so uh, that's what I think about that. So, well, then, we, of course, we get to the part where you have Stash and his group, and they come upon that, I guess you want to call it a shed or, um, you know, it looks like a house spiritual. It looks like there's something yeah. specific in this house. Very mystic. You know, it's, it looks like some kind of wood creation or so on. And like you said earlier, all the, these uh, statues and structures, these, you know, are just very impressive, made of wood. Um, I just didn't realize how really awesome they were. And you, if you remember back to some of the early part of the season, there was some, we saw items like this because they burned them as part of their parties. Mm-hmm. And so the very artistic, which, you know, of course, me, I love. I think it's, it's amazing and beautiful. And, you know, and then Stash just sees these kids playing. Well, and also, did you see an owl? Because I didn't. No, no owls. I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm calling Ed and telling him he he put us on a goose chase. He did. You know, he's going to have to prove to us that, you know, we, we're missing these owls on the show. Because uh, I haven't seen one. I'm hurt. <laughs> I, I, I'm personally hurt. We've been hoodwinked. <laughs> you know, they pulled the wool over our eyes. But, um. Of course, he runs yeah. these kids, and they run off, and then all of a sudden, boom! There's the new hierarchy. We have the you know Gwen is the leader, and then you got. And I loved little- how it was like the seven of them walking down, and Hassel was back in the skirt. They they brought they brought it back. Oh, it was it was the original crew. You know, it was it, you know it was uh, it was it was really cool. You know, coming down and 
How about Stash pulling this warrant out? Like, that piece of paper oh. means something. It's just like, nope, just throws And I love how it caught the wind and everything. It just it flew. It just disappeared. Like, yep. a, like a dove took it away, you know? I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty it. cool. Now, there was two main problems I had with this scene, even though I loved it. First was how did they get all of those people in that short of a time? Especially considering before you had to hit the big, you know, bells or bombs. Well, that like was that. part and, two of this was why didn't we just do those? That would have sent chills down the police's spine hearing all of those bells and stuff going off. But those bells only gave us like what, sixty people, seventy people. There's a couple thousand. Yeah, this was uh, definitely a much deeper clan. These are the clans that we've been waiting. This is what we thought was going to be season two's thing. Yes. Uh, I didn't expect the numbers. I didn't expect the amount of time it took to get to them. I think that was kind of a continuity, continuity yeah. issue there you know, to create that scenario. Because it seemed like it was like 15 minutes past. And I'm with they you. were completely surrounded, and they're coming up behind them. Yeah, I, I did think that was a little off. But it's also another situation where I think they ran out of time. Yeah. I think there, there was so much in this episode. You really needed a 14th episode. I, I really firmly or believe. Or a non-commercial episode. Exactly. You know, Another 10 or 15 minutes might have really made a difference. Or you know, cut out a little bit more of your from your earlier stuff to set this up to get to that situation. Or have Asa kill Big Foster in the previous episode. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then the other part that I didn't like was they went back up and joined the rest of the clan up there. I really wish that those core people would have stayed right in front of Stash and started the dance or the ritual right there. I thought that would have hit it home a little bit harder. I agree with you to a point, but do we believe that their their chant, the ritual, or like that, was to create this storm? I'm under that. I'm a big believer in rain dances. We did them in football practice all the time. <laughs> they, they were hit or miss, but you know, more miss. Yes. Um, I mean, I was. I, I think it was to show the power the, that the mountain is an actual character that it is alive and will listen to. Let them. me let me throw this at you. If you're if you're planning on creating this storm or lightning and so on, do you want to be standing next to him? Yes, I mean it, for that effect, absolutely. For the effect or the possibility, you get shocked as well. Look, I mean, <laughs> I'm throwing devil's advocate out here. It could have gone to the other people down below. You know, I mean, there was 18 other people that had to hit a target. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, those, those police officers weren't about to raise those guns. You, you, you know what we call that. You call them drawing for straws is what you're doing right now, just so you understand that. Look, there, there was a lot of drawing for straws. I think this one would have brought some <laughs> great effect. If they would have just started their circling stash with the dance, I mean, he would have pooped his pants. I'm with you. You know, the only thing that maybe would have made this even better, in my opinion, is if the group just kept getting closer as the dance came like that. So it felt like they were like, it's like somebody's butthole was just yeah. tightening in on something, you know, and it was just like, oh, you squeeze, you well, can't yeah. get out. And then them coming down to them instead of them going up to the rest of the group. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I could see some of that. But, so. I mean, I really love the dance and everything. And what we learned is Ryan Hurst had a big play in this. Absolutely. I'm telling you, the interview we had with Shern, you know, Tina character like that, she really divulged a little bit about some of the things that kind of went into this production. So if you if you get a chance and listen into that, you'd be really surprised about some of the things that happened in the background of the show. Um, and then of course you know you you see you know Thomas Wright you know Stash's character look up and you see the storm and I immediately think about how his dad died in mm-hmm. broad daylight from a from a lightning strike you know um, are are we getting the vibe that we might we might have electrified Stash in the next episode? Whew. I I didn't even think about that, but I, I like where your head's at. 
I mean, and I, think, I think they left it that way on purpose to be like, it's like you don't know. It's just like you asked a question earlier. Is David Morris's big foster, is he dead? Is the stash about to well, get struck by lightning? So go ahead. How many of these police officers make it off the mountain? All of them. I, hmm. I'm willing to take this as a non-violent exit. This was just a purely show you our power, get off our mountain, and then if people are going to have to tuck tail, regroup, and that's what our new antagonist is for next season. No, I think one or two is going to die. No. no and it's no, going to no. be from the lightning or something, and there's just going to be nothing they can do about it. No. Yeah, no. send a message. They walk away without a scratch. The only thing they got is sweat stains in their in the under no. arms and the crotch area. I'm just putting it out there. They're not leaving any meat on this bone. Nah. One or two of them's not making it out. No way. Sorry. But We're, also, they're down a police car, and so someone's getting left. <laughs> I mean, they, they need to leave one for that instance. There's roof racks for a reason. Oh, okay. okay so you remember that? You know, we just drive less than 20 miles an hour. It'd be aight. Okay. You know? Okay. I see you. You know, so that's where that goes. And so All now right. we're back there. Is David Morrissey alive? Let's ask think? the two, let's ask the big question: Is David Morris dead? And question number two: Is Davis Morris going to be in season two? I think he's without a doubt going to be in season two, but I also think he's alive. All right. I'm going to say that. Personally, I want him to be alive because I love David Morris. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he carried a lot of this show, mm -hmm. uh, even though he was a bad guy. But my prediction right now, my prediction is is that he is dead. Good. And just like my prediction earlier that the girl and Elon are actually dead and this is just spirit world, is that we're going to have a reoccurring role with him. And that will be Ace's little dark you know, spirit that keeps giving him problems. Like Big Foster's problem with his mother, Lady Ray. Mm -hmm. Asa's new problem when he's struggling or having issues. You're gonna see Big Foster as you know the spirit world that's you know giving him problems because he did kill one of his own, which is against the mountain rule. So I think that is his reoccurring role. I think it'll be small. We'll see it very rare, and that's the end of it. Well, I mean, these instances aren't rare from what we've seen, so... Right, but I'm thinking, considering David Morris's caliber and everything, I really feel like we're going to see him a few episodes here and there. It's not going to be... It'll just be a, a light reoccurring role, maybe. Nothing where I would say he's a substantial character for the next season. Well, I, I definitely think that he is still alive and is going to be fighting for power. Yeah, yeah, I, I could go with that. Uh but I think that ship has sailed. Nope. Yeah, I mean, if Asa can still be alive, Big Foster's still alive. <laughs> you right. Just because just you lost a bet does not mean you can make wild theories to help support your weak and feeble theory from previous. That, that theory is not weak and feeble. That is, uh, th their story is weak and feeble. I apologize, listeners. This is just an, a, a travesty. I, you know, if you the, could see it in the making in front of you, you would be as appalled as I am. <laughs> but I mean I, I think that's about where we're at guys the bottom line is is this was a phenomenal season um, we really really enjoyed it again from the, from the beginning I've said it from the, from day one the cinematography is very impressive the directors have done a phenomenal job the writer and creator Peter Matei and all of his group very very good this is a completely different shake up on normal drama and uh, show and how it ended is so unique and different it's, it's completely original what are you giving the season as a whole you know on what a 10 point scale yeah a little 10 point scale if I was going to say a 10 point scale I'm gonna I'm gonna say a high eight, 
is where I'm at. I was going to say about an eight and a half, somewhere in there. And, I mean, coming from WGN, I did not expect this at all. I, I, no, you know, and, and nothing against WGN. I, I just didn't know anything about them. And this puts their network and their – On the map. On the map for me, exactly, you know. Uh, and so that right there is where I'm going to – The only thing I could say, you know, that I would say that maybe improves it a little bit or so on – you know, it's just there was a little bit of continuity issue in someone. There was some situations where... Time was our biggest thing. Right, right. You know, I just, I hate to say that the, the final episode did leave a lot of people confused. It did leave a lot of questions out oh, there. Oh, I think it left a lot more questions than answers for a reason. And so on. And so I think that kind of hurt the season a little bit because I think some people were expecting quite a bit of different conflict than what we actually got. So I think that was a little different. So whenever you don't quail those expectations for your viewer which i'm one of them i was this was not exactly what i expected at all no i mean i don't think anyone expected this as the finale which is good and bad you know it's great that it's something new and original but it's also like well you know you want to you want to feel like as a viewer you know where the show was going where the writers were taking you and it didn't go there i was blindsided so that right there is a little bit you know so i mean i, I want to say a nine you know they're just little things you know um, there were some definite characters I want to see more of and do things with and stuff. But, you know, that's what, that's what the show is. You know, everybody has their different opinions. And so I feel good at a high eight. So what's your biggest wish for season two that you get to see more of? I want Ryan Hurst's character to become a perennial powerhouse of the show. So you want to see him grow from what he did in the last two or three episodes? Yes, I, I do. I don't get me wrong. I like that he took charge and command or so on. But I need. I want to see him even become more in the fold of just an absolute major character. You know, which don't get me wrong, he is a major character and so on. But he did a lot of supporting. He was a lot of wallowing. Right, and so I want to see him become more on the show. You know, I think he's a rock. I think he's a just phenomenal actor. And I want to see that. You know, and I'm. I, I, I want to see Sally Ann and uh, and Hassel. You know, get back together. Want to see a little more Sassel. Yeah, I think the, that the way they left that, which is totally unexpected, but hey, I did like that, that it was different, the shake-up. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are sad right now. There's a lot of people who didn't sleep well last night. No. You know? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing I want to see coming up is a little bit of the relationships on the mountain. Because, I mean, we have kids, we have, you know, a couple marriages, but we haven't really seen how any of those are done. Like, you don't really see any dads with their kids. You don't see any, I mean, we had Shern with Tyson and everything, but... Yeah, there's no background on any of this. I'd like to know a little bit. So about they could give that. a little bit more. And like I said, we've learned that there's more clans, there's more things, and so we can learn a lot this next season. So I am looking forward to that. Absolutely. But guys, it has been a great season. We really, really enjoyed this. I want to give a lot of shout outs to a lot of folks. I mean, bottom line is, is that we've worked with some great fan clubs. You know, that's, you know, the the Outsiders cast, the Outsiders Frenzy, Outsiders Territory. The, the people who run these things are great. They've interacted with us. We've had a lot of great interviews this year with a lot of amazing actors on the show. Uh, you can tune into those. They're just some amazing down-to-earth people. It would just blow your mind to learn the skills, capabilities, history, and experience these people people have and they're on our favorite show outsiders you know i mean just so humble and loving of what they do is just phenomenal i it mean really really is like these are just actual conversations we're having with people they're not even really interviews you know it's just like really. you're grabbing a beer with one of your best friends it really is like we don't even script our stuff we want our stuff to be completely organic and just see where it goes and man it has been such a treat to be a part of this it has been it's been one of my favorite experiences as a podcaster um you know as a person who enjoys tv and film and so on and so we really hope you all have enjoyed it as well you know and 
it's just one of those things that really brings pleasure and joy to a lot of folks. And we get to experience it a little bit more uniquely. And we hope y'all got to experience that with us. Absolutely. And we uh, couldn't thank y'all enough. Yeah, we want to thank you guys because we've got so much good positive feedback and everything. And we really appreciate those people who have. I mean, just the other day I was checking our reviews on iTunes. And guess what? You know, Mark, uh, he actually put a positive review on there. An actor from the show, Craig himself, actually got onto iTunes and gave us a positive review. To me, that is one of the highest compliments I can say we've ever received. Thank you very much. Yeah, and so... And please, feel if, free to go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a positive comment. That means the world to us. We check these, obviously. Yeah, we'll give shout-outs, because believe, believe it or not, in our world, you know, the more reviews we get, the more subscriptions, you know, just press and subscribe, which we are 100% free content. We don't ever charge. We don't do ads. We don't do nothing. You know, and do more for as much as we can for fans and people of shows. You know, that's what helps us. And the more positive reviews we get on iTunes or Stitcher or that is what changes our search engine to a higher caliber and puts us more on the map to be able to do more with our show and we appreciate anything and everything y'all can do to help us with that but guys we're not going to bleed your ears anymore we've had a wonderful time this season and we're looking forward to season two we will have a preview cast we're trying to generate an opportunity to maybe go and meet some of the cast and crew and head up to pittsburgh to to do these things we're going to check with outsiders and uh different people and if we do we're going to pod the crap out of it and let y'all get some of the experience and some of the inside information. But until then, guys, and next season, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. See y'all then.